Welcome to the City Hill Podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. Hey, welcome to the City Hill London Sermon Audio Tour. I hope you're expectant and believing for God to do something new in your life. Jesus often went traveling, walking, journeying and speaking along the way. He would use the imagery of that which was around him to speak and reveal to people eternal truths that they previously hadn't truly comprehended or grasped. Now, today, I don't believe I'll have the capacity or the ability or or the greatness to dare to achieve to do what Jesus did. But I'm hoping to do something that will touch on to that. As you're walking now, you're walking through the bulrushes. Ah, I love taking this walk. I've taken this walk many times with my wife, with my kids, with Jody, with the girls. And last week, for the first time with Silas, and I'm looking forward to doing it throughout the rest of their lives. There's something special about this place. There's something special about nature. When I think of this place, the first thing that hits me is the Exodus story. Now, this is City Hill folklore. This is the story we keep on saying. This is the story we had printed on posters. This is the story we had printed on bags. But Moses was in a basket among the bulrushes when I believe arguably one of the greatest women who has ever lived and in the Bible pulled him out of the Nile. Pulled him out of the Nile. Oh, Oh, it's my favorite story. It's one of my absolute favorite stories. I treasure it. I love it. And it always speaks and it continues to speak. And I pray it speaks to you afresh, even if you've heard it before at City Hill. The fact that Pharaoh's daughter went against his own edict, his edict that the baby boys should be thrown into the Nile and killed and drowned. And yet she bathed in the Nile. She had no need to bathe in the Nile. She was rich, wealthy. She had her own private bathing area. She had no need to be there except the defiance against her father's rule. I'm not encouraging anyone to rebel against their father. I am a father and I don't want my kids to rebel against me. But if you've got it wrong, you've got it wrong. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Basically, that also preaches when I'm not following Christ, don't follow me. There'll be areas you'll see in me that aren't Jesus at all. Many, many, many areas. Don't follow those. But please do follow me when you see me doing the right thing and really following Jesus. And may that encourage your steps. She saw her father taking wrong action. And she wasn't going to be a part of it. She couldn't change everything. She didn't have the power to. But she did have the power to go down and bathe in the Nile. Looking out. Seeking out one opportunity to make a difference. You and I sometimes dodge making the difference. Because we don't believe in the real change that is possible in our world. From just doing something for the one. We always want to seek for the big. But we're not willing to do the small along the way to get there. I want to challenge you right now. At appropriate safe point, if you have seen on the City Hill social media, you've come prepared, you've got headphones for this and you're wearing wellies. I want you at somewhere to step out and start to take a walk among the bulrushes. 
I know it's rebellious. I know I shouldn't be encouraging this, but I'm encouraging you to. Here's why, you see. Some of you are listening right now and you're just going to carry on your walk and you have no intention of stepping out into the bulrushes because I said it. Here's my worry. My worry is that in life, you and I are so programmed to staying on the path, we never venture off into the bulrushes. We'll never live the life that Pharaoh's daughter lived, where we position ourselves to do something significant, where we position ourselves to do something great because we're willing in faith to step out among the bulrushes. I believe God is waiting for you in the bulrushes. People are going to walk past. You're going to feel self-conscious. It is strange. But guess what? If you're ever going to step out in faith and do something significant for the Lord, for someone else, to receive something of eternal worth, it doesn't come just walking on the path that everyone's traveling. Because people aren't traveling on a path of faith. People aren't stepping out thinking of someone else. Let me tell you, when you step out and do something to someone else, you find that God just starts stepping out on your behalf in areas you never thought he would. Take a walk among the bulrushes. Live life to the full as God intended. Which brings us to the second part. I'd love you to have a a moment if you've got your Bible with you. If not, don't worry, just listen. I'm going to read it aloud anyway. Matthew 12 verses 15 um, down to 20. Jesus, aware of this, withdrew from there, and many followed him, and he healed them all, and ordered them not to make him known. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him. He will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel or cry aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break. A smouldering wick he will not quench until he brings justice to victory. And in his name, the Gentiles will hope. I love this passage. It talks about, and many followed him, and he healed them all. And then in the quote that is coming from the prophet Isaiah, a bruised reed he will not break, a smouldering rick he will not quench. So I'm assuming if he's bringing healing to all these people, there's going to be such a variety of challenges and issues that are facing all of them. And he's just seeing bruised reed after bruised reed, smoldering wick fire that's about to be put out there's no real fire there it's just that smolder you just see like this it's like red amber of the wick and, and and just the smoke coming off it's it's pretty much done it's not really good it's not really of use too much um you just put it out then at that point it's pointless it's not really giving off any real significant light warmth or anything it's just it's just coming to the very 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 end but Jesus here in this passage, um, by his actions and what he's doing, he healed them all. Um, people are coming to him. and I guess some people come to people when they're bruised and when they're smoldering. And people extinguish them. And people break them. I've done that sometimes. I've never set out to. It's always an accident. It's never intentional. But sometimes, you know just not on not on my game not on point struggling myself and unable to see things how God sees things and just falling horribly short but Jesus sees every single one of these bruised reeds and he just brings healing he sees each one of these quenched these 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 smoldering wicks and he doesn't quench it he doesn't put it out you see even 
a smoldering wick can start a new fire. Even a smoldering wick, it's not too late to start a new fire. It's not too late to burn. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. Maybe you've come to a place where you've just accepted things are as they are. Maybe you're smoldering. Maybe you can think of a time when you used to feel so much more alive. Maybe you can think of a time when you didn't feel so bruised. Maybe you've allowed being bruised to change the way that you see. In the same way I was speaking, how sometimes I don't see the person how I'm supposed to see the person. Maybe that's, it's like that for you. But like it's almost like this filter that you see life through. And you just see it through the bruise. You see it through the bitterness. I want you to know today that as you take this walk, as you take this tour, maybe you need to stop somewhere. Maybe you need to sit down by the pond, soak in the calmness, the peaceful tranquility of the atmosphere. Maybe you need to sit down, maybe you need a pen and paper, maybe you need notes on your phone. And maybe you start need to start writing down the bruises. The times when you feel that have left you bruised. Maybe you need to name them. Maybe you need to talk to God about them. Maybe you're feeling like that smoldering wick. And just your dreams, your hopes, everything that you hope that life could be is just smoldering. And actually, to be honest with you, you feel like it would be merciful if someone would just quench it. But the Jesus in this passage, many followed him. And he healed them all. Healed them all. He saw the bruised reeds. He didn't break them. He saw the smoldering wick. And he didn't extinguish it. He found something new into flame. And he brought healing. He brought wholeness. And I believe if he did it there, I believe he'll do it again. I know he's done it for me. I know he'll do it for you. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know what he's going to use. I don't know how or how any or what timeline or what time frame or what sequence of events. I don't know. I don't know how quick. I don't know how long. But I know it's the business that he's in and it's what he does. Maybe you have to step off into that path in the same way Pharaoh's daughters did. Because she stepped out and she pulled Moses out and she ended up being called in Chronicles. She ended up having the name Bithia. And Bithia is daughter of God. It's a Hebrew name. That's definitely not the name Pharaoh gave her when she was born. The rabbis say that God saw and said, Moses was not your son, yet you made him your son. You are not my daughter, but I make you my daughter. He sees bruised reeds all the time and he heals them. He sees smoldering wicks and he uses them to fan into flame entire movements in time that bring about the deliverance and freedom to slaves and to captives because she would have been a bruised reed at some point. She would have been a smoldering wick, but she refused to be like her father. She refused to be like Pharaoh. And in that one moment, she pulled Moses, Moses, Pull that one, one who is pulled out. He was pulled out from among the bulrushes. Today, I believe, as you're sitting down, maybe by that pond, maybe you're on the elevated um, tier looking over all the bulrushes. I believe that God is elevating you. I believe He wants to pull you out. I believe He can pull you out. And when He pulls you out, He pulls you out to pull others out. Nobody, God finds people. He finds people. And found people find people. Found people, find people. That's what we do. That's what we've got to be about. 
And today, maybe you are a bruised reed. Today, maybe you're a smoldering wick, but you're going to be a beacon of hope for someone. And the bruises that you have taken in life will be used to bring you delight as you see others healed in the same situation. I'm going to pray for us today. Maybe you need to make that list. Maybe you need to take a moment and just talk to your Father in heaven about the bruises, about the knocks, about the lack of fire in your life right now. I believe he wants to set something new in motion. I believe that God wants to draw you out, your true self out, the self that he has called you to be out of the bulrushes, not the self you've settled to be, but the self he's called you to be. And as you walk out of here, and as you walk out of this tour, may you step out into everything God has for you. And if you feel the Spirit of God speaking to you while you've been listening to this, I really hope you write down what he's saying to you. Whatever that plan, whatever that spark is that's burning inside you right now, write it down and, and, and you take it out. It may get bruised. It may become a smoldering wick too, but you don't let it go out because he's going to do it. Father God, I just thank you. I thank you, God, for the times in my life when I've just felt so bruised and like a smoldering wick. I thank you, you've never broken me. I thank you, you've never extinguished me, but you have always found something new into flame. You've always brought healing for me, and you've used some of the darkest times in my life to bring healing to others, and I pray you do it again, Lord. In Jesus' mighty, wonderful name, the name which brings hope to the Gentiles, the name above every name, Jesus. Amen. All glory and honor forever and ever. We really hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. We are the light, we are the light. We are the light, we are the light.